Welcome to the Winning Edge Stocks podcast. I am Vishwanath your host. I'm a sports psychology coach and counselor. I'm an author, blogger and podcaster. The title of this episode is Naomi Osaka What caused this slide? Before I begin, I want to pay credits to the many media reports that have appeared from time to time and the American documentary series Naomi Osaka made by Netflix. This documentary was produced by Uninterrupted and Film 45 for Netflix and directed by Garrett Bradley. I congratulate Netflix for bringing out this wonderful documentary. Thank you. In the world of tennis, to be referred to as a legend and to enter the hall of fame you need to win grand slam tournaments consistently you need to be in the top rankings year after year this is a tough ask considering how lonely the singles tennis is and how hard the grind is but many have done this remarkable feat against all odds Speaking of women's tennis, the names of uh, Margaret Court, Billie Jean King, Chris Evert Lloyd, Martina Navratilova, Martina Hingis, Steffi Graf, and Serena Williams comes to our minds. Many other players gone on to win a Grand Slam or two, and later slowly slipped into oblivion. Now let's come to Naomi Osaka. She is the winner of four Grand Slam titles. Much was expected from this talented player after she defeated Serena Williams to win her first Grand Slam at the US Open in 2018. After winning this Grand Slam and three more in the coming years, the last one coming in the Australian Open in January 2021 her career has gone into a slide what promised to be a great year when she won the australian open in january 2021 2021 eventually turned out to be a nightmarish year the year was marked by the disappointment for her not winning an olympic medal in the tokyo 2021 games after being the torch bearer for the host country japan the statement that you can reach the top but it's difficult to stay there came true in the case of naomi osaka to keep winning big in tennis they say you need to be mentally tough thick skin and ruthless this character is generally true for players who win consistently yet for most players this is easier said than done the tough attitude may win a grand slam or two for you but to be at the top of your your game and maintain your shelf life is an uphill task to maintain your top ranking ask for something more from you you need to be like a statue out there the last one standing rain or shine 
braving all the storms that hit you. You need to be able to take everything that comes your way. Adversities, defeats, injuries, criticism, bio-bubble fatigue and mental health concerns. When you speak of Naomi Osaka, you have to acknowledge the fact that she worked hard since she was three. Eight hours a day on the court and toughened it out against all odds till she made it to the below 200 rankings and later went on to win her first Grand Slam. The trouble began now after she reached the world top 3 status. As she herself says, I am really a chaser and a follower and it's hard to be a top person. I don't know, I am struggling between the two extremes. I think I have always been following people, sort of following blueprints of people and now I feel like I didn't find a lane or path that I liked and I was at a standstill when I found that you have to make your own path. When you look into this statement of hers, we can assume like Naomi's father Leonard was a tennis coach and the Osaka sisters got exposed to tennis from an early age and all they did was to play tennis. Like it happens with so many people, Naomi didn't know who she was and whether professional tennis suited her and whether she could pursue it effectively. As she started growing up with her tennis, she dreamt big of winning Grand Slams, proving people wrong and keeping her parents comfortable and happy. I remember the case of Andre Agassi who was forcefully pushed into tennis by his hot-tempered father. He recalls in his autobiography, Open, that after some time he felt like a tennis machine and he hated tennis and wanted to quit at one time. Coming from a family with a Haitian father and a Japanese mother and as a girl of a darker complexion, it was not easy for Naomi Osaka as the family was not affluent and the mother too had to work hard to make ends meet. She has revealed, when I was playing the local tournaments, all I was thinking was like, I want my mom to be happy. I want her to stop working. She would work overtime. She would sleep in the car sometimes for me. That was my whole point of playing tennis. Vinnie wrote of the two sisters who played tennis from an early age. Naomi remembers, so many people have told my dad that I wouldn't be anything. So I started to write down historic things that I could possibly do. And for me, being the first Japanese woman to win a Grand Slam was at the top of the list. Looking into this, it's really appreciable how she challenged these remarks and gone on to achieve what she did. To the onlooker, she looks stressed and worried all the time. She puts up a serious straight face that doesn't look 
also happy irrespective of the results most of us tennis fans have seen her of late in her most progressive years we don't know if she was the same earlier maybe the top billing she received also had to do with it certainly wikipedia reports in their naomi osaka page that she was a shy and reserved personality in her early years of her wta tour a former coach shasha bain was initially confused by her personality saying i thought she was a little more of a diva because she didn't talk too much she doesn't look at someone's eyes that is just because she is always so shy back then i didn't know the reason shyness is often described as lack of self confidence we don't know if naomi's personality was such or upbringing and circumstances made her so she once said i feel i always had this pressure to maintain this squeaky self image and not get into any controversy it's quite weird there is this build up of things i want to say but i'm super scared i'm supposed to be like a silent good person whatever and just maintain that self image this shows maybe she was always a conformist and submissive wanting to be accepted rather than wanting to be aggressive or assertive is not just about her need to be a good person in fact she is a good person who has a lot of concern and empathy for others when the black lives matter protests happened she was so moved by the incident she stuck her neck out to participate in the protest she even boycotted a semi final match at the cincinnati masters open her coach wim fisset said Naomi was the only player who stood up for the cause. She did it alone. No other player was willing to do it. She took it up on herself and stood up. She stopped the game of tennis for a day, which had never been done in history before. It is very common to see players fighting it hard on the tennis court, not willing to give up an inch. but when it comes to the post match on court interviews they appreciate each other and express sweet nothings about them but once on the tennis court they become arch rivals and fight it out till the end but neomia was different she had a lot of empathy for her opponents after she bet them in the us open 2019 neomi osaka beat coco goff in a third round match after winning she goes to coco who had already started crying she consoles her and asks her will you do this interview with me coco i'm going to cry you are amazing neomi we are both gonna do this interview together coco i'm going to cry the whole of the interview neomi it is better than going to the shower and crying let people know how you are feeling during the on court interview 
Naomi looks at the family members of Coco Golf and the coaching team and says, "You guys have raised an amazing player. I remember I used to see you guys training in the same place and for me the fact that both of us have made it and both of us are working hard as we can I think it's really incredible and I think you guys are amazing I think Coco you are amazing During the press conference after the match she said when I shook her hand I saw that she was tearing up a little that reminded me how young she was i feel that the amount of media on her right now is kind of insane for her age so for me i just thought about what i wanted her to feel after leaving the court i wanted her to leave with her head held high and not walk off the court sad in the 2018 us open finals versus serena williams Throughout the finals on the center court the court was supporting Serena and booing Naomi at that time Naomi thought the crowd desperately wanted Serena to win and they were disappointed after she lost After the finals and during the press conference Serena said that girl meaning Naomi was crying in fact she should be celebrating after having defeated me and won the grand slam For Naomi, wanting to win every time she went on the tennis court was too overwhelming. Because of this, maybe she was putting too much pressure on herself. She had admitted on several occasions she felt anxious before a match, and after she became world number one, it felt even more. Her coach Wim Fisset said, "Naomi is happy if she wins the tournament." for her there is only one result she is going to be happy with win outside winning everything is going to be disappointment for her during the australian open 2020 naomi said when i get into tournaments really big tournaments my sleep is all messed up then i start having dreams that i win the tournament and i just like sweat and wake up it's really weird because i am not nervous i say like i tell everyone i'm not nervous but i didn't sleep well yesterday i think because it's because of the anticipation i feel i have to be really be strong to play tennis because tennis is a solo sport you're kind of by yourself you have to keep going out there every day after losing to brinda benchish in the round of 16 us open 2019 niami said for the first time i was the defending champion so i felt so much pressure and stuff i don't know i felt very lost i was so focused on winning after losing to coco golf in a third round match at the australian Open 2020 Naomi said I love her but I don't like this feeling of losing to her we came here to win the tournament I was not able to do what I was supposed to do lots of hard work was put in also 
my dad and my mom were here that kind of hurts more i feel i don't have the champion mentality yet it's like someone that can't deal with playing 100% you know i always wanted to be like that but i guess i still have a long way to go Naomi said this during the 2019 US Open. She says, "Before I won the US Open in 2018, I was flying under the radar. People didn't care if I won or lost. And I think that becoming number 1, I really internalized and made it into the inside. And now I feel like I want to be the best tennis player in the world." Leonard Naomi's father said after she won the US Open 2018 having that dream and to see that come to reality now it's okay but was it a fluke you know all these people ah it was a fluke it was just luck they would say so the players have to prove themselves again and again and again So, Naomi was fond of dresses and she liked trying different outfits. She was no diva person, definitely. Not someone who enjoyed media attention, camera glare, publicity and social presence. But having reached the world number 1 spot, she signed up with many fashion brands and had to do a lot of fashion shows. This was a part of the contract and there was no running away from it she said at one time there is so much going on in a day i take them one thing at a time from here to there so far with all those people staring at me she created a record for earnings in a calendar year for any female athlete this only next to serena williams stuart Dugid, agent SVP MGP Tennis says she is young, there is pressure on her and I think it weighs heavily on her. Naomi had gone through a lot since January 2021 when she won the Australian Open. She boycotted the press meet at the French Open 2021 and subsequently withdrew from the tournament. She was not comfortable with the press meets where the reporters posed probing questions to her. This created a huge controversy. In a statement during this meet, she said, explaining her decision to boycott press and spoke of her 3-year battle with depression with huge waves of anxiety. She feels before speaking to the press. She said that the post match inquest is akin to picking people when they are down. It had a detrimental effect on her mental health. Especially after she lost on clay in the previous tournament at Rome. She knew it would be coming. She thought it was better to boycott and exercise self-care. I suspect why she got depressed in spite of her winning spree was that she wanted to win every time and hated losing she placed heavy demands on herself and this 
could have made her anxious, worried, and depressed. Later, she proceeded to Tokyo in July 2021, which was again a disaster. Naomi was Japan's star athlete, and the pressure and intensity started mounting on her when she was chosen to light the Olympic flame at the opening ceremony. It didn't matter that there were no fans to watch the Olympics. Eyeballs around Japan were focused on her every move, and she felt every one of them. I definitely feel like there was a lot of pressure for this. I think maybe because I haven't played in the Olympics before, and for the first time, it was a bit too much. After losing the third round at the Olympics, she said, "I'm sad that I lost, but all of us are happy with my first Olympic experience." Yumi had come to the Olympics after a. Eight-week hiatus, taken for mental health reasons, and after winning her first match, she said, "I felt really nervous being in Japan, and playing here for the first time in maybe two years, and for it to be my first Olympics was nerve-wracking." She probably has to learn how to handle the best status, being in the top bracket. believing that she is the world's best being comfortable with the uncomfortable nomi said speaking about press meets i often felt people they don't have regard for an athlete's mental health whenever i partake in a press conference i often sit there and are asked questions that have been asked multiple times the questions that bring doubts in the minds I'm not going to subject myself to people who doubt me. They showed that uh, she too had a lot of uh, self-doubt, and uh, whatever people said immediately affected her uh, self-image, confidence, and caused self-doubts in her. On the eve of uh, Roland Garros French Open 2021, she said that post-match inquest is akin to picking people when they are down. it had a detrimental effect on her mental health i really don't know if naomi osaka ever saw a sports psychologist in her career she definitely needed the services of a sports psychologist especially after she won the us open in 2018 and hit the number 1 sweet spot and started to feel anxious because to maintain the top status is a huge challenge we don't know because there are no media reports of her seeing a sports psychologist we don't know maybe she was seeing one secretly since she is a close person maybe she didn't want to reveal this with the fear of being stigmatized even if she was seeing a psychologist things didn't work out for her going by the way events have shaped up even if the psychologist had suggested some logical solutions and strategies on dealing with pressure anxiety depression and insecurity her deeper fears might have had the final say nullifying the logical solutions given by her psychologist we don't know if she discussed about her concerns with former tennis players on how to deal with her situation 
it's unfortunate if she had not because she lost the opportunity to learn from them on what they did in their careers and to deal with the uncomfortable but she has made an open admission of her being close to the legendary basketballer kobe bryant and she drew inspiration and support from him quite often kobe bryant's death who died in a helicopter crash in 2020 rattled her a lot after losing to coco golf in australian open 2020 and at the same time when she heard that kobe bryant had died in a plane crash later in the evening she took a walk on the street saying and she was saying to herself i just lost my match and i am walking heading towards no direction it's either i don't get sleep and lose my mind for sure or walk i am not gonna sleep it's a bit scary speaking about kobe bryant she said it's so amazing that one person can touch the hearts of so many people when i talked to him i felt so similar to him like the way he was talking like the way he would describe how he would do things to get under the opponent's skin or whatever i feel i have let him down i'm supposed to carry on his mentality in tennis here i am like as though i haven't won a grand slam i am losing matches because i am so mentally weak we are doing all these talks but i am not even doing what we are talking about i want to text him on how to deal with the situation i didn't text him because i don't want him to think i am a loser now i never have the chance to talk to him again she was grieving the loss of kobe bryant for a long time She proceeds to the Federation Cup qualifier, Spain versus Japan, and she loses to Sara Saribes Tormo. After losing, she said, "I wasn't there mentally and in spirit. I was there physically only." She cried after the match. Having said this, I must say things have changed for Naomi and for the better. Now. how it happened we don't know maybe she developed a lot of self awareness and learned her own lessons or she took some therapy sessions or whether she spoke to a few experienced people we never really know things have changed for the good during her self enforced absence nomi tried to have a normal life away from the pressures of tennis spending time with her family and friends and enjoying sleepovers something she had never experienced before she said i was decompressing the pressure i had on myself until it completely went away but i felt like overshadowed by a lot of emotions that i was feeling constantly playing year after year sometimes it's good to remember why you are playing at the first place she says i want to feel like every time i step on the court i am having fun i can walk on the court knowing that even if i lost i tried as hard as i could 
Also, I have a goal in the press room that I am never going to cry again. So, hopefully, that works out in my favor. I am that kind of a person that cared a little bit too much about the results and rankings and stuff like that. And I just need to find a way to enjoy the game again because that's the reason why I was playing in the first place. Slowly, I have started to regain the love for the game. It's so nice to hear these words coming from Naomi, isn't it? At the Australian Open 2022, after winning her first round match, Naomi said, I feel like really for me, I only have one major goal this year and it's completely unrelated to results. Naomi is determined to avoid extreme buildup of emotions. Last year that made her sad. For me, I just want to feel like every time I step on the court, I'm having fun. In the third round match, she lost to Amanda Anisimova, an American player. After the match, she said, I can't be sad about this. I fought every point, you know, like I'm not God. I can't win every match. What I assume is that she had placed a lot of expectations upon her and was constantly worried if she could meet them going forward. She also felt insecure about the future on whether she could maintain her top status. The main reason athletes feel pressure and anxiety is wanting to win every match and not willing to lose. This desperation puts a lot of pressure in you, inducing the stress response reaction that brings down performance. Maybe she was always afraid to lose. With a newly found maturity, she will realize that great players want to win, but they are not afraid of losing. I guess every tennis fan must be hoping for her to rediscover the magic, find new ways to deal with pressure of being a tennis superstar and enjoy her time on the court. I'm sure her fans would like to see her smiling again on the tennis court. This is Vishwanath for Winning Edge Talks Podcast.